Welcome back to another episode of the Second Opinion Loan Officer podcast. And I am really excited today uh, to introduce a friend of mine. Uh, gentleman's name is Rick Grant. Uh, he is a uh, basically, well, he's been a longtime journalist in the, uh, in the mortgage industry. And today you spend most of your time and energy talking about thought leadership, uh, public relations as a loan officer. Um, and you and I had some really interesting conversations. Like you just blew my mind with like, we don't, as loan officers, we are, we're so in the trees. We can't see the forest sometimes. And, and we're so busy originating that we don't always venture into these other disciplines that are essential parts of growing a business. Right. And, that, you know, I love the fact that you and I connected because everything that I talk about is creating content, is creating trust assets and seeding the Internet with with uh, road signs that say, hey, I'm a thought leader. I can be trusted, uh, but don't take my word for it. Consume my content on your own time and uh, and reach out to me when you can. So why don't you? Tell me, give me a little bit of background. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's on your mind and why you're so passionate about this. Sure. Well, Scott, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. I love working with you in the solo community. That is fantastic. The way that's growing is out of control. And it's I just, fine. I just love it. It's absolutely great. Um, but I started writing about the mortgage space back in 1997 for National Mortgage News. And they kind of threw me in the deep end. I was special reports editor for it. So every two weeks I was writing something new. The first year I wrote 800 stories about the mortgage business, like wow. all aspects of it. And I didn't die. You would think I was going to kill a person. <laughs> right. Didn't kill me. So you must have been so strong <laughs> on the other side of that. <laughs> I'll tell you what I was, was a, a frantic panicked person almost all the time. Dude, but I was I talking to brilliant people all over yeah. the business, really smart. And it taught me to be good at seeking out good sources, people that knew the answers to the important questions and could share that with me in a way that would benefit my readers. And so that's what I did for 10 years for National Mortgage News. I was a columnist for Housing Wire. I wrote for Janet Hewitt at Mortgage Banking Magazine back in the day, um, worked for October Research. Um, and all of that time was spent trying to get to the smart people. And what I found is that Anyone that does this complicated business on a day-to-day -day basis and actually succeeds in it is wicked smart. Yeah. These loan officers, they have no idea how much they know. It's incredible. Yeah. And, and it's easy to forget that a new homeowner, especially a first-time buyer, they know nothing. They are just lost in the woods. And so they need that, right? But we, and you and, and we, but we take this for we take it for granted. Yeah. This seems to be a theme that keeps coming up as I talking to more and more people. And it's like, it's not just me. I'm not crazy. It's like <laughs> we, we I just assume it's like, oh, they know what you know, they know that it's FHA is three and a half percent down. They know what a DTI is. No, no they don't. They don't. They don't know anything. And you know, and right now, as we're recording this, Rick, in January 2023, this is a this market 
is more ready for thought leadership than than we've had in years. I would say since 2008, yeah. since the yeah. last crash. This environment makes consumers, the volatility in the market makes consumers desperate for good information. And, right. and, and it's funny that you say that about loan officers because this is what I tell them all the time. It's like, if, you know, these are some of the smartest people that I know and nobody knows it. Right. And so like, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm like, listen, you are so brilliant. You are so good at what you do and nobody knows it. I had this conversation with a lady at a conference and she started tearing up. Yeah. She was in the business for 25 years and she was just like, she was just like, I, I know I don't know how to solve that. I can help anybody that comes across my desk. But how do we let the public know that we can help anybody that comes across our desk? Well, so that, I don't mean to steal. So you're 100% no, you're no, right. There are some absolutely brilliant people out there and nobody knows it. So how the hell do we turn that around? How do we Well, that's that? what I spent the last 17 years working on, right? So I, I left the journalism side. I went to PR. And in public relations, my clients will come to me and say, Rick, make me a thought leader. I'm like, it doesn't work that way. Yes. <laughs> can't just put out an ad and say you're a thought leader, right? <laughs> thought leaders, it's really about personal branding, right? Yep. And here's the here's the kind of sad news about branding is, and the big multi-million dollar branding agencies are going to hate me for this, but the truth is the brand is not what we say it is. Our brand is what consumers see when we consistently serve our customers. It's the things we consistently do in service to the people that we work for. That's what creates a personal brand. Our brand is what the consumer says our personal brand is. That's right. So in effect, what, what we're, we're doing. That's what we're pushing out there. That's right. So in effect, what we're doing is making shadow puppets. And then on the wall, you'll see perhaps the Nabisco Triangle, right? Mm -hmm. It means nothing except what the consumer brings to it, yeah. right? which is why word of mouth is so important and all this other stuff is so important. Well, if that's the case, how in the world are you ever going to become branded as a thought leader? Well, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. Thought leaders do three things consistently. And first of all, it's it's not like a job description. It's not even a function. It's just how they act, right? The first thing they do consistently is know. They, they look at the regulations. They understand the loan programs. They understand their market. They understand who the real estate agents are that are making things happen, and they understand what people in their community need. They know these things, and they always keep up to date on it. Two, they talk about what those things mean, not just what they are. It's not enough to say, well, we're getting a whole new development over here on the other side of town, and we're going to need some loans to you know, get those people into those homes. No, what it, the thought leader says Here's what that means to our community. Here's what it could mean to you, first-time home buyer, right? Here's what it means to the real estate agents working over there. Jobs, commerce, tax revenue, yes. new parks, new schools. And thought leaders know this stuff inside. They already know mm. it, but they just don't share it because they, they say exactly what you said, Scott. Well, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Yeah, well, maybe they do, but they need somebody to say, look, Here's what this could mean so that they can get it solid in their head and go, oh, wow, I need to take the next action. Well, you know, it's something just struck me when you said that maybe they do know it, Rick, 
And by them hearing you say what they're already thinking, you've created an instant bond with that person. That happens to us all the time. Scott, it happens to us all the time in all parts of our life. We I think that's how you and I became friends. Well, I think it is, right? I think it <laughs> it's is. It's like, I feel like I've known you for 30 years and it hasn't been, it's been like a year. <laughs> I know it does feel like a lot longer than that, but but I've known about you for a lot longer than that because okay. I have to find sources. But so one, they know, they keep up to date, they they understand what they do. Loan officers have to do this automatically. Two, they talk about the insight, the next step, what it means, what the information that everybody may have could mean to them. And then three, they do this in a place where they can be found. That's where PR sometimes comes in, but it's not necessary. Public relations is not a necessary requirement to become branded as the thought leader, but you have to find some way to be found consistently. That's why I love what you're doing with Solo, because that, that allows people to find that second opinion when they most need it, when they're most likely to yes. try to find someone, right? Yes. That's what you have to do. Good, good. Most of my work is just shining a bright light on the work that my clients are doing so they can cast those shadow puppets on the wall as their brand and more people will be attracted to it. That's all thought leadership is. And it just, it's just, a, it's, these people are already doing this, Scott. Loan officers are already doing most of this. They just need to formalize it in some way, which is another reason I love your solo community because it forces them to come in and think and write and put things and contribute and comment and get their thoughts straight so they can share them with the people they want to do business with. Well, and, and the you know, our goal with that community was to just create a place where people like us can talk about the things that we that we know, like sharing all of our diverse experiences and our wins, because PR and branding is not a transactional thing. It's a long game strategy. And, and this is what I wanted to talk to you because you said, you said something really important that I say a lot and I want to see if they mean the same thing. I'm telling people, Shouting from the rooftops, you have to be found. But where I'm trying to get people found is Google and YouTube, the number one and number two search engines in the world. Everybody, because because it's easy, um, go to social, which is which is not which is a different animal. I, I try. I, I don't say social is not good because it's great for maintaining relationships, for for building your keeping your sphere warm. Um, and I think getting your helping your sphere get to know you, but it's different than what we're talking about, right? It's it's different from, and, and this is why we created the second opinion loan officer community is because I am proposing that there are the single largest pool of mortgage prospects are doing Google and YouTube searches. You're getting the crumbs with the referrals, and right now our referral sources have dried up. This is the this is the one way that this market is like 2008 is our referral sources drew uh, dried up our normal referral sources so now we got to think outside the box and we've got to run with it a little bit. I've heard you say that before in some of your videos in the solo community and I agree with you 100%. Um, when I first started in PR, I came from the journalist side, so I was all about the story, 
get the story right, nothing else matters. So I kind of just didn't pay attention to all the tactical things we can do to spread that story. But I grew and learned. And so over the past 15 years, I've realized that what you really want to do is get your story right and then tell it in every possible format. There's nothing wrong with spending time on social. There's nothing wrong with being in those communities, but you're right. You're gonna, you've got to spread out to other tactics that may over time become more or less effective. And right now I agree with you. Google's very effective because people have a lot of questions. Yes. And it's, it's, we've been trained over the past 15 years, 20 years, that when you have a question, you just Google it, right? Google yeah, it's a Google. verb now. It is. <laughs> I think it's Google Webster's. <laughs> so in an environment like this where there's a lot of uncertainty, right? A lot, people yeah. get nervous and they hit that Google search engine, and that's where you need to be. But not just there. There and, and in your community's uh, council meetings and, and yes. the soccer fields. I mean, you've got to be where the people are. But It's not you know, an or situation. Yeah. This is an and situation. Yeah. This is a behavior that you develop that's a part of your daily, ba your what you normally do, in your business, you're working on this. Now you said something, um, you said, get your story straight and tell your story. How do you do that? So, so I'm my, just a loan officer. Yeah. <laughs> like, what story do I have to say? So my personal belief is that everyone has a story about why they're doing what they're doing, but we often don't verbalize it or crystallize it or write it down, you know? I, I tell my wife that I'm doing this work because it pays the bills and she's happy with that. But the truth is, I really like finding smart people and hearing what they have to say. I like those interactions. They, they, they add something to my life that I can't live without. That's why I do it. But if you, know, you tell somebody that you owe money to, like your wife, because she's got bills, <laughs> it may not go over someone, right? Right. But every loan officer out there has a reason they're in this business. And right. trust me, Scott, over 10,000 or more executives, no one has ever told me. I left high school knowing I was going to be a loan officer. Nobody. Yes. Nobody. That's the joke in our industry. Nobody ever wanted to get in this industry. We all just ended up here somehow. Right. Yes. And then once they end up here, they stay here forever. I've, yes. I've known sources for 25 years. It's so, one of the most exciting businesses in the entire world. I mean, you, you it's it's insanely complex. It's always different. You get to yeah. help people yeah. like like in a way that you rarely get to help. I mean, unless you drive by an accident and save somebody's life, you right. rarely get this kind of opportunity to make an impact on people. No, it's a crazy business and we and and that's right. It's like it's a hodgepodge of like these people that just ended up there. I mean, that's yeah. almost, and that's what makes it so interesting. I mean, I, I can only imagine. So let me ask you about this because there is this term out there, imposter syndrome, mm -hmm. and it is one of the hardest psychological hurdles to get over. And I just, and I think that that's what prevents so many people from sharing their story, from sharing their content, because they're like, well, who am I, you know, who am I to put this? What if people judge me? What if people don't like what I say? Like, tell me, does that resonate with 
executives and, oh, and yeah. mortgage executives. Oh, like yeah. it's a real thing. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. I've seen it with lots and lots of people I've talked to and I've experienced it significantly. Oh, I do I, every single time. <laughs> I started out writing about this very complex industry and finding myself saying lenders need to do this and then thinking, who am I? I'm not a lender. I've never made a mortgage loan. I, who am I? And what helps, what fixes this in my, or what fixed it for me was positive feedback from the people you impact. So I would write these stories. I would go to conferences and people would come to me and say, Rick, you're right. You were right. I'm like, well, it wasn't me. It was three really smart sources, but, but thank you. Right. <laughs> and over time, that reinforcement convinced me that, yes, I can talk about this with authority, even though I'm not in the day to day. And so I consistently do it. Loan officers the same way. If whenever they get to the point where they go, well, I, you know, go back to your past borrowers, go to your past customers, call them up. Don't sell them anything. Don't just say, dude, are you happy? Did I help? Was it OK? Are you are you where you want to be? And sometimes they'll say, no, I need a new home. Help me. And, but most of the time they'll say, dude, dude, you rock. You really helped us. This made us yeah. happy. If you find imposter syndrome, get on the phone, call your past clients, get to two or three of them, and they will tell you that. And then you'll go, okay, now I, if, now I have a driving need to do that for others. And you do your work, right? You, you know, you're so, you're so right. I, you know, when you put stuff out there, like I do a lot of video, but I don't watch my videos. I don't watch them. I don't listen to them. I shut them off. I'm like, and, and I kind of, I've kind of come up with this theory that we don't get better on video. We just stop caring what people. <laughs> you could be right. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not joking about that. I really am because it's, it's almost to the point. And then you get these positive feedback loops and you're right. You go to conferences and, and what you said is so important, especially if you're a local a geographically local business, you could be the Rick Grant of your community. You could go out and, and, and write, um, <coughs> excuse me, you could, do I have a cough button? I've never coughed on my podcast. That's okay. <laughs> my, hey, we've got a first. Um, but I mean, you can go out there and you can talk about what the, the, the school board is, is dealing with. Yeah. You can interview the new incoming mayor when you have a new business or an old business, you know, the, the pizzeria that's been there for 45 years and the third, three generations working in there, mm -hmm. you can be that authority yeah. by being, by going out there and doing that. Yeah. Um, what, so what is the first, what is the first thing that, so, so people are listening to this. Hopefully we've got folks listening to this and they're like, okay, this is cool. What, what's, what's the first, what's the first, well, actually, before I go and do that, I want to make one comment and, and I want to see what your reaction to this is. I think I was the loan officer that I was because I produced content. Like when I know I'm putting a piece of content out there, just like what you said with the imposter syndrome, I'm scared to death of saying something wrong because it's out there on the internet. So it, I found myself going to the guidelines. I don't assume anything anymore. I look at the guidelines, even though I've done that guideline a million times, let's see if it changed. So I found that 
I became a really, really good loan officer. And I knew my, I knew my guidelines better than most underwriters because I was a content creator and I was scared to death of making a mistake. Yeah. So, so, so so pivoting into what should the people, what should loan officers here, what should they be focusing on in this market? Should they be focusing on thought leadership or public relations, or is there a horse and a cart there? Okay, good question. Um, first thing, first thing I would say is thank you. It would be nice if they were the Rick Grant in their community, but be better than that. Shoot higher than that. Okay, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, the you can run your business however you want. But the way you did it was really smart, Scott, because it goes back to that old wisdom that says the teacher learns more than the student. It's always true, right? Because the teacher has to prepare and think it through and make it make it so someone else can understand it. And in the process, they understand it better. Always, always works. And it's making complicated topics easy to understand that that's why I think everyone should teach a college class at least once. Community colleges are desperate for help. Just go teach a class on what you do. New homeownership, homeownership 101, what to do to get ready for a loan. Teach the class. It'll force you to break it down into some, and you'll find, oh, well, that's what I do every time I talk to a new prior. Yes, of course it is. But now you're going to teach it. It's going to be reinforced. It's all good, right? It is so brilliant. And I don't want to interrupt your train of thought here, but but um, Karen Dice um, mm-hmm. started Mortgage Currency. I saw her post something the other day. Yeah. Um, it was it was a thank you card written in crayon to a sixth grade class that she was teaching credit and home ownership to. Fantastic. In sixth grade. Yeah. And it was sixth grade. And I was like, I was like, this is crayon. And she's talking about, thank you for teaching us about credit scores and, and savings and things like that. And I was floored. Karen's amazing anyhow, but like that you said that, and that just reminded me of that. You absolutely could, couldn't you? I mean, you've been in this business long enough. You go to the local community college because they don't teach this stuff in school. No, they don't. And you can teach anything at community college. Do it, you know, adult, adult education, continuing education. <clears throat> go talk to them. They'll let you do it. You could probably do it to high school. That's brilliant. <clears throat> Sixth grade. That's really innovative, right? That's really I, innovative. I think I would bring pop. I would bring puppets. Hey, I'll tell you, sixth grade. Sixth grade <laughs> is the grade. year. Sixth grade was the year I became a writer. It was, and only because my teacher set gave me an award, best creative writer, and it's it stuck. Mr. Really? Herschel Smith, God bless him. So, so yes. So go to these community colleges, teach what it means to be a loan officer because. Now these people are yeah. going to be looking for a job yeah. and yeah. they might like, re- you might, you, that might be a recruiting strategy well, of course too. You could. Of course you could. Now you don't have to go down and do it in person. Right now we have a exploding industry of online courses wow. and places like Udemy and places like Masterclass. And there's just a million of them. I subscribe to half a dozen of them because there's just so much great stuff you can learn from people who are on the ground doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's one thing to go to UCLA Film School and learn something, but if you can actually get to James Cameron and have him give you a master class for four or five, six hours, I like that better, right? So that's yeah. what I do. So you can do that too. But but to your point, did it make you a better 
loan officer. Did thought leadership make you better? Yes, I think it absolutely did for a number of reasons. First, it made you better at what you do, but it also made you better at sharing what you do with the people you want to do it for. So really important. Where does PR come in? If you need somebody to shine a bright light on you, you know, you just need another person to, you know, make sure that people see you. It's useful. Do most loan officers need it? No, because most loan officers are in their communities. They become part, that's what they do. They become part of their communities. So all they have to do is take those first two steps, make sure they're up to date on everything and make sure that they're sharing that in any way. That's why I say, get the first story. So some loan officers are gonna say, I really love doing these FHA loans. They're a pain in the butt, they're complex, but they really help the people in my community. Mm -hmm. So good, that's what they focus on. That's what they talk. Others will say, I'm all about the veterans community. I'm a veteran, I wanna serve veterans. That's where they live, right? Find out where you live, you know, maybe you're a jumbo lender or whatever. Find out where you live and then own that and say, let me tell you what I know. Let me tell you what I just found out. Let me tell you what you should be thinking about. Let me tell you what that means. That's how you become branded as a thought leader. It's not something you can just put on your, you know, lapel thing and say, I'm a thought leader. It's what other people start to say about you. You, A thought leader can only be a thought leader if they have followers. And you can only have followers if you get found. But the good news about that is, especially in a business as complex as ours, is every act of thought leadership you do is actually in service to people who desperately need that information. Yes. Yeah. So it's not like Big Pharma that's putting out these ads and do we need it? Do we not need it? I don't know. What's the side effects? It's a complex (laughs) PR process that doesn't add any value to anyone that I can see. Maybe it does. We're different. We're actually putting people in homes. We're making people part of a community. We're putting them where their kids can get in the right schools or, or they can get to the right churches or synagogues where they, they can have a life, right? That's what loan officers do every day. So they should be talking about it. So back in the day when I started, we used to have manila folders, right? So you would have the, you would have the folder and all the documentation would be in the legal sized folder with ACO clasps, right? (laughs) And, and if your boss wasn't cheap, you would get the ones with the sticky on it so that they wouldn't wiggle around. But I, when I would, when I would talk to new loan officers, I would say, do you know what this is? And they're like, it's a loan file. I'm like, no, it's a folder full of problems. And your job is to solve every one of those problems and get this person alone. And every single one of them is going to be different. There is no shortage of stuff for us to talk about. What we do is incredibly complex and it's specific to the person that's applying for the mortgage. You know, you talked about um, being a thought leader and getting published. Uh, Local newspapers have websites and local communities have websites now and they need writers. You, you wrote a, you wrote an article why you should be blogging in the solo community. And that's, you know, the great thing about blogging, you know, Oh, blogging's old school blogging really gets your synapses firing. Like, like, like it makes you think it makes you hone in your message. Um, it makes you, I felt like, 
and, you, and it doesn't have to be, I mean, you've got things like Grammarly, you know, to correct your spelling, look for the red squigglies and look at their suggestions on how to reword stuff. But quite frankly, like my best writing was, was sounded exactly the way that I speak. It's almost never grammatically correct. <clears throat> there you are. Exactly. Exactly. It's in the writing community. We call it your voice, right? Yes. You have that voice. And people get used to it, and they want to hear it. They do it, but no, you're you're exactly right. Good writing, and this is what blogging helps you develop. <clears throat> Good writing is nothing but clear thinking. Yes. So if you're going to put it on paper, you have to think it out, organize it, structure it, defend your points. It just it's thinking, and that's what thought leaders do. They think about this stuff, and then people go, "Oh God, I have a question." I I don't know the answer. I need, I could Google it, but I need, I need somebody to hold my hand. I need somebody to help me do this. I hear all the time, well, Rick, on the marketing side, nobody wants a mortgage. Okay. Nobody wants a mortgage, but they need a home. They want a home. And so they know they need a mortgage, but what they really want is someone to help them get it. Right. They want someone they can trust to say, to look them in the eye and say, this is a good deal for you. This is what we need to do it. This is what I need from you. I'll take care of all this. We'll get you in the house. Real estate agents can't do that. All they can do is say, here's a nice home. But do you like it? Oh, you should love it. They love it. Great. It's you guys that make it happen. And, and I think our primary job is to, is to in some way relay to the consumer that there will, that we will prevent surprises. Or and if there are surprises, if there are surprises, I've been doing this so long, I'm going to take care of it. They just consumers want to know that they're in good hands and that you've got their back. And you can tell them that all you want, but you can show them that by being a thought leader and by creating content. That's right. And some of that content is going to be about the people you've already served. So the four types of stories that you have to tell, right? One's your origin stories. Why am I doing this? How did I get into this? Why am I still in this? Why do I love doing this? Two, stories about what you do. And that's all the stuff about the problems. This could happen. This could happen. Oh, and by the way, this just happened in town. You know, that's a different, right? Three, stories about your success. Oh, we just did this. We just did this. But four and most powerful stories other people tell about your success. When you can just call somebody up and say, I'm just going to ask you three questions and I'm going to record your answers. I'm going to type it up. I'll send it to you so you can see it, but I want to put it on my blog. I say, okay, that's fine. Like one, why did you want to buy this house? So it has nothing to do with me. It's just, why did you, okay. All right. So you had to get a mortgage for that house. Why did you call me? Well, because I knew this and this, and I heard this, and my friend said this. Okay. How did it, what was the experience? How did it work out? How do you feel now? Oh, I feel great because we got this, we got this, we got this. Thank you. That's all I need. And then boom, and just just do it. Here's the question. Here's what they said. Question, here's what they said. Get it on your blog, right? It's easy. A lot of people hire people like me to do it, but in truth, it's too expensive, right? Why, why would a loan officer pay that much money? Just call them. Just call them up. You got to call them anyway and see how everything is. Call them up. Use a tool. I like Zoom because I can just punch the record. We're using StreamYard. But use something where <clears throat> you can capture it, 
script. There's tools online. I don't know how much branding you want me to do here, but there's tools online that you can send it for 10 cents a minute, get it transcribed for you. Many LOs have assistance. And then put it in format, get the answers right, approve it with your client, get it on your website or your blog, and boom, you're done. Move on. Yeah. Those that those four that number four story, people others people stories that other people tell about your success is like it's a superpower. It's like gold. It's like incredibly powerful. Because when I'm looking for something new, that's what I'm looking for. Those it, is is there a is is because like me. I don't like bringing attention to myself. I don't like to make it about me. Is there a way that you spin something like that so that it, so that it's like, you're not trying to say, Hey, look at how great I am. Is it like, is, is there, is that me having more imposter syndrome? Is that more? Yeah, so, so we're doing this over distance, so I can't slap you, but if I was with you, <laughs> okay. And here's why, here's why. <laughs> cannot help people if people don't know you can help people, right? Uh, okay. So so it has to be about that. And it is uncomfortable. We don't like it. Yeah. We never like that. But here's the thing. If, if you can't get a little of that in your story where they say, I called Scott, don't say Scott's company or, you know. And it's Scott. not your whole story. It's not the only content right. you're putting out there. Right. It is part of your formula. And it's got to be in the formula because people need yes. to see that and go, Oh, so he's the guy I need to call. That's the branding. That's what comes in. Do not hide behind anything because if you do, it prevents your ability to help the next person. The next yeah. person that you're going to help, whoever that is, and you know, some people think maybe somebody already knows who that is. They're coming and and you cannot help them if they can't find you and see you and know you're the one. So yes, we all face that and you got to you got to fight through that, right? Fight through it. And don't worry. Guys that are worried about that are not going to be those big braggers that say, oh, we think we are, but we're not, right? Because mm -hmm. that's not who we are. <clears throat> but you got to put it out there. That's one of the things in my PR business. I'm always grabbing leaders and pulling them to the front. Come, Don't hide behind your team. Don't hide behind your company. They need a face. You're, the people you sell to need someone that they can look at and say, all right, all right, I, I trust this guy. I'm going to do business with you. That doesn't happen with brands. Nobody looks at Tony Tiger and says, I think I'm going to trust him enough to buy cereal. <laughs> don't, okay? Yeah, no. Don't. No, you're right. You're right. And and also online consumers, at least the, the, the platforms we're talking about, Google and YouTube, they're already problem aware. So they already have some idea of what they're looking for. Yeah. And, and so they're looking, so you already have the benefit of the doubt. If you show up on the search engine, yeah. you know, if you can, if you even show up, it's, yeah. it's almost like if it's on TV, it has to be true. If you can show up on a Google search, you automatically have that authority. And it's the same thing with public speaking. The very fact that you get up on the stage, there's already a perceived authority that right. comes with you being found. That's probably 70% of the effort right. is just showing up, right? It's probably more than that. It's probably 90%. Right. Right. And then it's just and then it's just being yourself, being authentic when they find your content and and saying, oh, okay, this person seems like they've helped a lot of people like me. So I've done a lot of podcasting. I know we're almost out of time, but <clears throat> I've done a lot of podcasting with executives and they always worry about it. And I say, look, there's only three rules. 
There's only three rules for appearing authentic online, on a video, and anything else. One, let them know you're a real person. You're going to do an um and a naw. You're going to cough. You're going to, they need to know you're real, that you're not some uh, robot, right? Two, talk to them like you talk to people. Don't make it look like you're reading the marketing material, right? And and I used to podcast with executives, and the first time I'd ask them the question, they'd say, well, Rick, the marketing department says that we do this, this, this. I said, right. So I wait a little while, then I ask them again. They say, Rick, the marketing department says we do this and this, this. The third time I ask them, they'll say, look, Rick, here's what we do. And that's the one I took. That's, that's the one. Right? Yes. <clears throat> so two, be authentic with them. Just be – and three, demonstrate that – you are that your passion is to help them, right? If they believe that what you're doing is to help them, not to help you, to help them, you will win every time because that's all we want. We want someone that will help us, especially in a complex transaction like mortgage. And it's so easy for for our industry because we really do change people's lives. We change people's lives for generations. Yes, yes. And that and that is a big deal. That is no small thing. And if you're good at it, it's almost an obligation for us to keep. I say this all the time. My goal with Find My Way Home is to keep consumers out of call centers. Because and and it's like, and it's that it's for that reason. Because because I've been writing about the problems, problems that people have getting turned down. All I've been getting for 15 years is traffic, 25,000 unique visitors a month from wow. people that have been given bad information from another loan officer. And so that just fires me up. And that made me want to create this network of loan officers that are like me, these nerdy guideline geek <laughs> introverts that love to be behind a computer and solve math problems. How do we get out there and save these consumers. Yeah. This is a really, really big deal. I, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, okay, let me ask Rick for some, for, a, for a, a final nugget, but dude, you have dropped so many great nuggets on here. If you have a bombshell you want to drop, like if you have a, a final piece of advice for people, but my gosh, this has been so awesome. This has been really, really interesting. And, and I don't think we gave people a lot of answers but that's not our goal i want you to ask right. more questions right. i want you to ask more questions what does that mean how do i do that what what do i have to do in order to grow my business this way because what we're talking about rick and what we're doing in the solo community and in the find my way home expert network is i'm trying we're we're positioning you to create a consistent stream of inbound business from people that already know like and trust you and there is not very many ways to do that. But right. this is the best way to do it, I think. Well, from what I've seen, it's the easiest way. It's definitely I mean, the you easiest. Make it, yeah, you make it super easy. Yeah. So. Well, I think just creating content is easy. And then, yes, I think we made it even easier for people to create content. And we've got people like you that are part of the community and helping, you know, helping People, at, you know, you're contributing a lot of stuff about thought leadership and the solo community. So, you know what? Let's go ahead and wrap it up with that. Yeah. Let me get, um, 
let me do my little pitch here. So we talked about the solo community a lot. If you're listening to this and you uh, are not already a member, uh, it, we built it on a platform called Circle. It's not on Facebook or LinkedIn. Uh, and there's about, there's just under a hundred people now. I think there's, we got about 80 people in there now and we're just all content creators. It's free, but it's invite only. So you have to go to findmywayhome.com forward slash solo S O L O stands for second opinion loan officer. Um, go there. It's free. Rick's in there and he's posting some really great content, um, about blogging and thought leadership. Uh, and everything is in that community for you to do everything we're talking about yourself. There's no secret here. I'm all of this information we can give away for free because we know, I don't know how to say this in like a cool way. If you do it, you, you're, you are beating the odds because most people won't do this. I can tell you exactly how to do this and most people won't put in the effort. So if you're one of the one or two or three out of a hundred people that are watching this and you're like, I'm just going to do this, we're giving you everything you need to do it for free. Uh, do it yourself. If not free, it's nothing's free, but can do it yourself. But if you're not the do it yourself type, I do have a done for you solution. That's the find my way home expert network. Um, we have professional directors that are going to pull your stories out of you. Like it's a zoom call. We're going to produce the video. We're going to publish it. Uh, we're going to, we're going to, uh, publish it on find my way home in front of those tens of thousands of consumers every day. We're going to publish it on your YouTube channel to start building up your, uh, thought leadership presence. Uh, and then we're going to capture your leads, follow up with all of those leads. So all you have to do, answer your text, answer your phone and respond to your emails. Um, and, uh, all the links are below, uh, in the, in the, uh, in the messages, if you're watching this on YouTube and you haven't subscribed, please like and subscribe. If you have any questions at all, that's what we're here for. The solo community is free. Rick and I are both in there. Um, answer any questions you have here on the YouTube channel. We're here to help. Uh, Rick, thank you so much for sharing your experience and your expertise on here. Um, I'm just so grateful that you're going on this journey with us and that you're, that you're, uh, that you're a part of this. Thanks for um, having me. Because it, it's just, it really makes me feel great about where we're going, seeing the type of people that are, that are investing in it. And so if you enjoyed this conversation, there's a lot more where that came from. So thanks, buddy. And thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time.